the Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Welcome into the STL All Local Podcast from the KMOX Newsroom. I'm Michael Calhoun with What You Need to Know Tonight. Our top local story on this Thursday, May 11th, a police chase this afternoon, an officer injured KMOX's Roger Brand with more. Eastbound 64 was closed for a short time downtown this afternoon due to a police pursuit that began in Overland when they spotted a vehicle wanted out of St. Louis City, chased it down the interbelt and eastbound on 64 before it ended with a crash and an officer suffering minor injuries and the suspect arrested on eastbound 64 just before the Poplar Street Bridge at 6th Street. They also reportedly contributed to a crash around Hanley Road on eastbound 64 during that pursuit. I'm Roger Brand, KMOX News. There's opposition to a plan by the Metropolitan Sewer District to expand two of its facilities here. Kevin Colleen has that story. St. Louis County Councilman Ernie Trakis is fighting MSD's plan to expand its waste-burning incinerators at two locations in North St. Louis at the Grand Avenue Bissell facility facility and in South County at the Lime plant. Trachis warns that these incinerators would be exclusively burning human excrement, filling the air, he warns, with disgusting odors and possibly carcinogenic particles. Trachis is also warning it could mean substantial rate hikes for ratepayers. MSD says the expanded incinerators would not increase the volume of waste that is burned. The upgrades, it says, are required by federal regulators, and it'll make the burning more efficient and cleaner. And MSD says there will be a rate hike of an amount to be determined. A man has been arrested and charged in last week's double shooting on Cherokee Street. Police say 33-year-old Darian Benton opened fire on a Cinco de Mayo crowd last Saturday. Two people were injured. Benton and a female suspect were seen on surveillance video that was shared on social media. Even though the woman was pointing a gun, the circuit attorney's office refused to prosecute, citing lack of evidence. Benton faces charges of first-degree assault and armed criminal action. He reportedly admitted to firing the gun. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. Now, the latest from Missouri's capital. With precious little time left in the legislative session, the Missouri House spent much of this afternoon debating a bill to require the state accept gold and silver coins as payment. While some members considered the matter a waste of time, Representative Cody Smith, who chairs the Budget Committee, says it's legitimate. This is about giving people options when it comes to paying their taxes and would remind the body. If you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail. So this gives them the choice to do that with a currency that they might prefer that has, over time, held its value. Another member envisioned people waiting until the price of gold went up to pay their taxes. The measure was eventually put on hold for possible consideration later. Discussion about taking control of the St. Louis City Police Department has slowed. The Speaker of the Missouri House, Dean Plocker, says he's not part of any deal involving the circuit attorney that may have caused it to be set aside. I would love to know. I wasn't part of that deal. We asked for Kim Gardner to resign a long time ago. We want to restore accountability uh, to those that are committing crimes in the city that are hurting the region. Um, We did that in the House. We passed House Bill 301, which was a comprehensive crime package. We also passed the bill out of the House that that would have returned the, the city of police to the state control, which we think would help. I'm Sean Michael Lyle. The Missouri legislature sent a bill to Governor Parson today to increase criminal penalties for repeat violent offenders. The measure also sets minimum prison terms for armed criminal action and ups the penalties for celebratory gunfire. Senate Bill 189 increases the age to be tried as an adult from 12 to 14 years old and eases the process to have criminal records expunged. 
It now awaits the governor's signature. One thing the Missouri legislature did get done this session, including $7 million in the budget for the St. Charles County Emergency Management System. County Executive Steve Elman says some of the current equipment is about ready for the antique mall. The problem now is some of our equipment is so outdated we can't replace it. So we're going to have to make an investment, but it's an investment to get the latest technology to keep the same level we've had before and hopefully make it even better. Elman says there has not been a problem of people calling 911 in St. Charles County and being put on hold. He says it's just the equipment. The KMOX business desk, some LGBTQ bars in Chicago getting both criticism and praise for dropping Bud Light and other products from St. Louis-based Anheuser-Busch after the company tried to distance itself from a transgender TikToker. Nancy Hardy has the story. The reaction has been mixed after Two Bears Tavern Group announced last week it would no longer be selling the beer says co-owner Mark Robertson. Among our customer base in our community, very positively, um, from some factions of our world, not so positively. He tells WBBM he doesn't take the negative comments too seriously and won't speculate what Anheuser-Busch InBev must do to get back in his bars. The products that we sell in our establishments and that our customers want to buy need to carry the same values that we have, which is support of all parts of the LGBTQ community, and ensuring that the safety and human rights of everybody are maintained. While he recognizes the sponsorship of Pride events and past marketing to the community that the company has done, Robertson says this runs much deeper than that. I'm Megan Lynch. This week on KMOX, we've been helping you look under the hood to find out what you're buying in a pre-owned vehicle. If you've been scouring the internet trying to find the best deal on a used car, one thing you're likely to see on dealer listings is the word certified. So you have to be careful because there's two versions of certified that you'll encounter. I spoke with two experts. You just heard Ronald Montoya, Senior Consumer Advice Editor at Car Shopping Guide Edmonds. Here's Brian Moody, Executive Editor of Auto Trader. Tell us what certified really means when you're shopping for a pre-owned vehicle. Well, it can be advertised as lots of different things. What the consumer should know is that certified should apply to a manufacturer-backed warranty on a car that they've inspected with manufacturer guidelines. In other words, the factory that built the car, the company that built the car, they're selling it to you as a used car now, and the full experience and weight of that brand stands behind the car that you're buying. Moody says a factory-backed certification is often much more detailed. Looking at the vehicle history, making sure there's no frame damage, there's no fires or floods, uh, making sure that the car is in proper working order, that the tires are safe, the brakes are safe, and they would also go through and inspect it and look for other, you know, little things, that the air conditioner works properly. And oftentimes, if it's possible, when they do have to do repairs, they'll use manufacturer parts to do that, not whatever they could find. Ronald Montoya adds that typically means a more extensive manufacturer warranty. That's the ideal situation. Um, it's going to have like an extension to the bumper to bumper warranty and the powertrain warranty. You're going to have some roadside assistance. Um, you're going to have some car rental benefits in some cases. Montoya stresses the only place to get a factory certified pre-owned vehicle is at that maker's dealerships. If you're buying a Ford, you want to go to a Ford dealership because if you're at a different brand and they're calling it certified, it's not the same thing that we have in mind. The other type of certification is from individual dealers. And they've labeled it that way to kind of give you that same impression. 
They do give it their own inspection, but it's not quite the same, nor does it have the same coverages and benefits. Often, a dealer certification means you'll have to bring the vehicle to that specific location when there's an issue, which these experts say can actually work well if you live nearby and plan on staying in that community. Sometimes the dealer will offer an extended warranty to sweeten the deal, but these come at a premium. Depending on the length of the contract, they can add $3,000 to $5,000 or more to the final price of a pre-owned vehicle. Auto Trader's Brian Moody tells KMOX you have to look at each individual car on a case-by-case basis to weigh whether it's worth that investment. Some are reliable with expensive parts and some are you know, less expensive parts. Moody says there are times an extended warranty is not the best option, like on the used car he recently purchased for a teenager. And that was about a $9,000 car. When I bought the car, they offered to sell me a $3,000 warranty. I didn't think that made any sense because there's a third of the value right there. What are the chances on this car that it's going to add up to more than $3,000 worth of, you know, repairs? over a certain period of time. I think you got to do a little bit of research and figure if a new transmission on the car you're buying costs three grand and they're selling you um, a warranty for six grand, that probably isn't going to be a good deal. I asked Edmonds Ronald Montoya if there's any wiggle room. Can those be negotiated? Because the prices of those sometimes can be fairly steep. Yes. If you want to purchase an extended warranty, you want that additional peace of mind, just know that the prices are negotiable. Um, I would recommend people shop around at other dealerships. You're not obligated to buy it at that exact dealership. And this will give you opportunity to compare prices and see what other people are offering. Uh, But even within that same dealership, you can still negotiate on price. Some final words of advice from these auto industry insiders. If you're shopping for a used vehicle, don't buy what everyone else is buying. SUVs are popular, so you may find more options if you're willing to drive a sedan or hatchback. And you may have to be flexible about the options you want on a vehicle. Choose reliability over bells and whistles. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Now, the latest from Missouri's capital. With about uh, 24 hours and six minutes until the legislative session ends, let's go live to Jefferson City and Fox 2 Capital correspondent Emily Manley. Thank you for being with us, Emily. Hello, we're headed into those final hours here in Jeff City. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people's minds are on sports betting, whether that's going to get accomplished or not. I know, at least on the mind of our KMOX uh, colleague, uh, Chris Ranji, who's been uh, tweeting at Bill Eichel about this. Uh, and Bill Eichel, uh, the senator, made a mention of Chris Ranji and KMOX on the Senate floor, I understand. Uh, what is the latest with sports betting? Is this something they're going to be able to get done? Um, I would say, and yeah, when they gave that shout out to Chris, I was like, hey, um, Chris was uh, texting or tweeting at Bill Eigel. And that's because Bill Eigel has been holding the floor for about two hours now. But it started out as reading a book. And uh, now he's talking about how he does not want to see sports betting, sports betting move forward to the governor's desk until personal property tax cuts are on the governor's desk. He has sponsored multiple provisions this session that would cut personal property taxes in the state of Missouri. And he's pretty much, I would say, holding the floor until he gets that. I'm not sure if we're going to even see sports betting come up for a discussion in the Senate. And that's where really where it has died in these past years. You know, earlier this week, we had a thought that maybe it would come back to life as the House added a provision on to Senator Denny Hoskins' bill. It was a rule tax credit bill that he has always pushed for. And Denny Hoskins has been the one that has kind of been that dead end for sports betting in the Senate. 
So the House made a maneuver or a wager, as I've been saying, to try to get the Senate to pass sports betting. Well, it seems like there's another senator now standing in the way of the discussion even coming up. And we are just 24 hours away from having to adjourn sine die, meaning we are done with the legislative session. And I think every single minute that goes by, the odds get smaller and smaller. And it's a complicated issue when it comes to these uh, uh, video machines that some senators are saying, if we deal with sports betting, we've got to deal with these video machines that are at gas stations as well. They're controversial. Some say they're illegal. And uh, it just doesn't seem like there's a way to, uh, to untwine these two. I would say that a lot of Republicans are now saying, why are we lumping these two topics together? Why are we not just focusing on sports betting? And then we can go back and address the VLTs, these video lottery terminals that you see in gas stations. Those are unregulated in the state. And so there's people now seeing them as two separate um, ideas. But you have those just those few senators that still want to intertwine the two because they truly believe that if they don't combine VLTs with sports betting, they'll never get VLTs across the finish line. Now, a lot of people's minds are on crime in St. Louis. Um, is, there, is there anything moving forward with uh, the police takeover? Mayor's office across the street is certainly watching that. And, and just anything when it comes to crime and justice in St. Louis. They did pass uh, two crime bills today, but I would say they are insanely pared back. One of those bills today that uh, passed actually had, as of last week, a provision on it that would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor. Um, as we've reported, and you guys have reported, that there was a deal made here inside the Capitol with Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner and the two Senate leaders, Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo and Senate President Caleb Rowden, saying that if she would resign, they would remove that language. And they were true with that promise. That language was stripped out of the bill, and now this is a small crime bill. And when I say small, we're not talking about anything major like state police takeover or even the special prosecutor. Um, in that bill, there is some stuff such as uh, re, uh, creating a rest, um, um, restitution system that would allow people who have had their um, convictions overturned, they would work with them, they could be paid by the state for the time that they spent in jail for a wrongful conviction, things like that. But definitely nothing, nothing big, nothing significant. And it all was because of a deal that was struck here last week between Kim Gardner and some senators. Well, now we're down to uh, 24 hours and about a minute and a half uh, before <laughs> the session ends, 6 p.m. tomorrow. Fox 2 Capital correspondent Emily Manley, thank you so much always for the great information. Of course. We'll see how the next 24 hours go. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe. Stay up to date on the Odyssey app. Have a good night.